Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Well, hello, this is the COB. As we just heard, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney. With Danny Okuye. <laughs> and Danny, uh, good start to the week, all in all. I know, a great start. Lovely to see green on screen. And we have had, well, we'll run through some of the mm-hmm. sectors, but it is uh, a positive day. I'll quickly have a quick peek. There we go. The SIBO 200 is up almost half a percent, six and a half points. And it looks like the ASX 200 is also up about point. 4.7% or 34 points above that magical 7,300 mm-hmm. level. It is, you know, the wake of reporting season, as we can call it. The curtain has come down, the dust is settling. So a lot of my conversations today really still did have to do Absolutely. with reporting season yep. because now we have time to fully digest what's gone on. So there's a number of interviews that are up online that I think are really worthwhile. I heard you speaking with Raymond Chan. Yeah, that was really Morgan's. interesting. I yeah, thought. I spoke with Robert Miller from Naos Asset Management. That's in the small caps, but really good value. He ran me through you know, specific quotes from mm-hmm. some of the CEOs that they've yep. taken on board to give them ideas about good. what's to come next. Yeah. So that is up online. God, the list is long. Philip Pepe from Sean Partners did a deep dive into a company that they were watching for the results. So, I mean, what's your take um, as to what the season was like, Danny? Uh, It looks as though companies are being really, really cautious and they're really not wanting to pay out a lot in dividends. So dividends have come down, some have had to cancel. But I thought Raymond make a really good point about the AGM season, how it's going to be really interesting in terms of the companies are cautious now. So we'll get another bite of the cherry come, you know, end of October, November reporting season when they will literally be able to say, well, actually, we might actually give some guidance Mm -hmm. or we might lift it or we might change it. But on balance, it mightn't have been that many surprises, but there's a lot of caution out there. Yeah, it's really interesting because I... I'll uh, let the cat out of the bag, but I did uh, record the latest investment committee episode. So that will be available to you all online or live from about 4.20 tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Ben Clark from TMS Capital, Nathan Smithsandaram from Deep Data Analytics. Like they're pretty positive actually heading toward the end of the year, wow. part and parcel because of what's happening in the United States. So I think that, you know, feeding into these themes that mm. we'll be discussing throughout this 
the COB is, you know, we've got a bit of market momentum. Yes. You know, ben was saying like, this is, this is a bullish market trend in the United States with this soft landing yeah. seemingly being enforced by the data. And the fact that we've got this Chinese stimulus mm. now coming to fruition mm. more and more. And of course, I suppose, Danny, the big one that that all plays into tomorrow is our rates decision. Absolutely. So only two out of 36 economists that were surveyed by Reuters think rates are going to change. So basically, everyone thinks yeah. they're going to be on hold. So the key question then is, I guess, what is the, the, the tone that comes out uh, from the RBA? And uh, Lowe is speaking on Thursday, which will be interesting. Yeah, Annika yeah. Foundation. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting. But... Um, I think for now, given what's happening with the housing market, I think a lot of people really feel that we're at peak rates at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, if you'd like to check out today's episode of The Trade, it will be online shortly. Um, I spoke with Michael Gable, so he's pretty bullish both on the S&P 500, mm -hmm. as according to the charts, mm -hmm. and the ASX 200. So you might want to check that out if you haven't already, just to you know, hear what a, a technical analyst who's got a pretty solid fundamental basis thinks about Absolutely. where we're headed from here. All right, Danny, you sort of alluded to it earlier. Let's take a look at some of those sectors that outperformed, that underperformed, and you couldn't look past those miners, and, and you've got to think a lot of that has to do with what's happening in China. Absolutely. So I was just yeah, uh, earlier looking at what those iron ore prices have actually been doing, and it's really interesting. So the October Singapore contracts are up to $119 a tonne. So that's the fourth session of gains. And also um, the coking coal prices are up 7.1%. So it looks as though the market is getting pretty upbeat, even though there's some small moves, what seem small moves. Reportedly, China is going to relax the home purchase uh, restrictions. And uh, that really has put quite a bit of, I suppose, a boost behind these prices. And I think they're up at five months highs at the moment. So it's no wonder we're seeing buying across BHP, Rio, South 32, of course, the coal aspect, only Fortescue with some concerns around uh, the management changes uh, lagging the pack today. Yeah, it was also trading ex-dividend, and that's something to keep ah, in mind as well, whoops. as we've got a number of these companies. Whoops. That's okay, I got your back, Danny. Um, <laughs> that are, are uh, yeah, you know, they're paying out their dividends obviously. Now, here's a look at lithium, future-facing metal, Liontown Resources. We'll talk about it in just a tick, but there was a bit of news out of the lithium space. Um, you mentioned coal's been performing well, uranium's been performing well, yeah, and guess what? Oil's been, been doing really well Absolutely. as well. And here's a little look at energy, which was also an outperforming sector. Woodside up by well, close to 2%. And just on Santos again, referencing the episode of The Trade today, uh, we've got a view from Michael Gable on Santos, so he lays it out in the charts that he brought as well. But they weren't, well, it wasn't all positive out there. No, not at all. I think we had uh, a bit of weakness in the utility sector. There we go. So, uh, well, profit taking a little bit across the board for APA, Mercury New Zealand, AGL, all off between sort of 0.2 and 0.35%. And we also had a bit of weakness coming in for the consumer staples stocks. So you can see it was a risk on, a risk on day out there Absolutely. today. And uh, hey, we'll take it. Uh, as you mentioned, we saw the SIBO Australia index advancing and also the S&P ASX 200 finished the session up by half a percent at 7,300 and let's call it 13. Um, it always feels 
quiet out there, post-reporting season. It does. It seems ridiculously (laughs) quiet. We go from, you know, chasing our tails to suddenly like, oh, is there any corporate news out there? I always tell the newbies in the newsroom, and I'm showing my age, but I always say, trust me, you know, when we're in the thick of it. Once it's gone, (laughs) you'll miss it. it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, a little bit of news to hang our hats on today. Of course, everybody's watching Qantas. Had a chat with Adam Dawes from Sean Partners about the reputational damage and what it means for Qantas. And he said, look, up until now, everything was going swimmingly. He actually was advising, you know, showing a lot of caution and read into that, you know, taking profits in Qantas and the share price down by 3%. He said that the Technically speaking, it looks as if Qantas is breaking down. Yeah, it does look that way. And I spoke with Greg Smith from Devon Funds about Sky City Entertainment because obviously um, they've had uh, that suspension over in New Zealand. But it was really interesting. We did a bit of a deep dive in there in terms of the stock because Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like, you know, it's not a money laundering problem. It's an old problem of somebody who complained because they've been able to gamble for too long. And well, yeah, yeah. And, but it does look pretty cheap. It's on 10 times earnings. So we did discuss whether or not, if you had the risk appetite, whether or not this might be, uh, well, possibly one to put on the radar in terms of a bargain. Liontown Resources, a sweetened offer, finally, some yeah. would say, coming from Albemarle. The board is recommending the $3 per share bid and uh, share price was up around 10% at one stage. So still a pretty solid gain there up 8%. So you would read into that, would you, that you know its fate is sealed? Oh, I would have yeah. thought so at this stage. I think that's pretty much done and dusted now. You know, the board have got what they mm-hmm. wanted. Whereas poor old Leo Lithium, Oof. did you speak to someone about Yeah, I did, Adam does. Yeah. Um, I sort of, it had flown under my radar, so I was really glad that he brought it to my attention. Thanks, Adam. Um, look, down by 50. Yeah, that's a five zero percent um, Mal, um, Mali? Mali in Africa yeah. looks to be, you know, wanting to make a move to repatriate. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, and like I said to Adam, I don't necessarily begrudge these companies for looking to get more uh, from their natural resources, Absolutely. of course, that get dug up once and sold off. Mm. Um, but he was just emphasizing that, like, this folks on your screen is what sovereign risk looks like <laughs> totally. with these companies. Totally. Yeah. As uh, we said in the call last week, when it comes to Africa, it does come. I think uh, that was Rudy saying that, you know, you have to be really aware that, um, yeah, it's 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 not the same as investing in Australia. No. no. Okay. So with that in mind, uh, we, well, instead of a stock of the day, Andrew loves doing this, Andrew Gagan, our colleague, he has picked a sector of the day and that is lithium. So Daniel Ortiz, the stock doctor, and Ordman's uh, David Lane. Uh, Let's listen to what they had to say. very volatile industry and still very small relative to, to a lot of other markets out there. So, you know, we certainly anticipate volatility to continue and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be looking to add to high quality exposures when we get the opportunity to. So we, we feel like, you know, there will be opportunities for investors and, and don't really feel the need to, to rush out there or, or, or need to be buying at high prices. Like some of the, the high quality uh, miners, the likes of Alcom, um, Pilbara and, and Mineral Resources, um, IGO just had a, a very good result, which is paying a very nice special dividend. So uh, investors are getting a good dividend from those as well. Um, but some of the other ways to play that that 
theme long term is through a number of the ETFs that give you exposure to the um, you know the, the energy transition metals. So there's a uh, an ETF from um, uh, XMET, which is the, the code for it, uh, which is the energy transition metals. Um, Beta Shares has the uh, ACDC, which gives you the the battery and, and lithium exposure as well. So for conservative investors wanting uh, a toe in the in the market, um, that's probably a good way to, to get a diversified exposure there. Okay, so from David Lane, a really good idea if you want to be conservative is you can buy one of those ETFs. So you don't have to get the risk and the volatility, mm -hmm. as Daniel Ortiz was saying, when you do stock picking. Yeah, exactly. And uh, many people use that as a rule of investing. No comment, not financial advice. Uh, let's take a look, though, Danny, at what led and what potentially Absolutely. lagged the market. And what do we say? Is this, you know, the butterfly effect happening here in oh, uh, live time? For yeah, the absolutely. So we, Paladin has actually been on a bit of a, a tear lately. Um, uranium very much in focus, both here in Australia and also over the US, obviously lying down that bid, um, you know, very positive for then stock up 8.4%. And uh, looks is that really we've got that risk on in the metals and mining space at the moment, don't we? Cereal resources up 6 Nickel Industries up 4.3%, and Deterra. I think was I think Deterra was also on the list today for the call from memory. Oh, I'm I'm I missed that, but yeah. um, I would believe you. Of course, yeah. I'll go back and watch it later. But Deterra, I suppose, because it's that royalty stream business Correct. from Iron Ore, would just yeah. be benefiting um, from you know the the prices that we've seen coming through for Iron Ore. I mean, I didn't see any news associated with Nickel Industries today, but I do know that. Uh, you know, it reported obviously last week and also saying that it's got funding plans for one of its big builds that's to come. So watching these companies, but it's just interesting to note that the, like there's a theme there, right? All resources absolutely uh, leading this market higher. Um, some of the laggards though, let's see if we've got a little bit more oh, variety here, let's call yeah, it that. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure, did Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, I think they might have gone, maybe they went ex-dividend, but Lake Resources, very, very volatile and uh, looks like they uh, were up quite a lot last week, so down almost 6% today. Flight Centre has been quite weak post the results. I spoke to Graham Turner last week mm -hmm. and uh, after their results, Results, which were pretty good, but the stock has been weak. And equally, you can say for Ramsey Healthcare, that stock was really uh, hit quite hard on the disappointing results and profit taking to continuing to come into that one. Also, Bega, I do think um, you know a lot of those dairy companies are continuing to struggle at the moment as well, and that one is off three and a half percent. Yeah, and to answer your question, yet yeah, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, you're. Your your uh, your vibe is right. It did trade <laughs> ex dividend. You know when you've been doing and in markets as long as Danny with the experience, you sort of oh, get a good sure sense about of what's that. going on. So Fortescue, NIB, Peter Warren Beach, and Bendigo and Adelaide Bank all traded ex dividend today. So yeah, 
don't forget, you know, we, we endeavor to bring you this list multiple times throughout the day. Um, but you will see big moves off the back of a company's trading exit. I suppose one of the, the big things that we'll be discussing uh, in the weeks to come, Danny, is whether those dividends be paid back will be making their way back into Absolutely, the market. Absolutely, because that is always the thing with Australian shareholders mm-hmm. using those big dividends, because we are a country which has a high payout ratio and we do receive lots of dividends. Although this year, really, the, 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 the dividends, particularly from those resource companies, have come down quite mm-hmm. a lot from yeah. a couple of years ago. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not that money uh, starts to wash back into the market. I, I looked at this board earlier today, Danny. <laughs> look, uh, I can't explain a lot of it, um, but we again can look at resources as being a big driver here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, T-Van, I spoke to them a while ago. They do Venarium, Valerium. Yes, up in the NT. Yes, yeah, up in the NT. And uh, uh, Guy DeBell has just joined the board. So he's gone from Fortescue to T-Van. Now, whether or not that is the reason why that stock is up almost 15%, I have no idea. But certainly, (laughs) Guy DeBell going on the board has probably focused some attention. I think your spidey sense might be right this time as well, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. We should we should get them on to just discuss. Because yeah, I don't think there's, I mean, it, it's very embryonic at yes, this stage. They're getting government. They're part of the critical minerals and the development up in the Northern Territory, and they are getting some government grants. But obviously, you know, having a name like Guy Bell on mm-hmm. the board is a pretty big coup, I'd sure, say. Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, some of the laggards in the small to mid-cap space include, again, some of these mm. in the resources space, including American West Metals. I won't pretend to know what news that's on, but down by about 20%. Uh, let's leave that there, shall we? And um, just to discuss what's going on overnight. So big holiday. Uh, big, big holiday, yeah. And a summer in the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere, you could say. Exactly. And I suppose some trepidation possibly going into September because the month of September can be mm-hmm. a little bit dicey for markets. And also to the US Treasury on Tuesday when markets open up again, they have a big bond issuance around US 120. Uh, billion dollars. So it'll be interesting to see whether the US bond markets respond. But then what have we got? That's, Eurozone Centix. Yeah, it's expected in... to weaken further, right. actually. I'm not so surprised. Germany not in, uh, in, is, is looking like it's tipping back into recession again. Yeah, and uh, Westpac saying that declining demand, I don't think this takes a lot of analysis, but is making investors feel more pessimistic. Yeah, um, yeah I spoke with a really small company, that, that you know saw a 20% decline in revenue. That's uh, Bird Dog Technologies in the small caps today. And they said that demand in Europe, North America makes up about half of its revenue, but it said that demand in Europe had really, really, yeah. um, was really looking weak. So look, there's not gonna be a lot of data uh, given the fact that we've got US and Canada closed to hang our hats on tomorrow morning, uh, nor will we have a lead coming from Wall Street. So that'll perhaps make tomorrow a little bit more interesting, as if it wasn't already with, with the RBA meeting. Absolutely, that RBA meeting, although not much is expected to happen. But again, it'll be the tone of uh, the comments that are made. And uh, what else do we have? Current accounts for Q2, mm-hmm. is that down under? And US factory orders obviously going into Tuesday. 
and a global service PMIs as well. Are they coming out on Tuesday yeah. overseas? Yeah. yeah, so we'll be looking forward to getting any insight into services because, of course, that has proved to be resilient, very resilient uh, <laughs> part of the economy. Uh, so, yeah, any insights there will be much appreciated. And look, this is a very abbreviated list of the companies going ex-dividend, the Corporate Travel Management, Northern Star, Cobra, and uh, Viva Energy as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So we'll watch out for those ones tomorrow. Um, look, it doesn't happen often, but just seeing a little bit of news coming after market close from the home REIT. It says that it will not be in a position to publish its outstanding accounts until late 2023 at the earliest. Ooh. It's saying that further sales, so I would assume this is property sales, are expected in the near term as part of its strategy to stabilize the financial Ooh. position of the company. It had uh, cash balances of about 13 and a half million uh, at the end of, uh, mm. and I'm just wondering now, yeah, I think I got a bit of a bum steer because we have a home REIT listed here, but I actually think this might be one that is in the UK, of course, because right. European markets yeah, are, are open. I was going to say, it didn't sound uh, no, that I'd... dire when, when it reported No, but uh, it last is month. interesting because yeah. there is a canary in the coal mine in terms of what is going on in uh, generally. Uh, property trusts, mm -hmm. you know, the property sector, there is a lot of concern about downward repricing. And, uh, you know, it's quite staggering how many like cities are really being impacted mm -hmm. from work from home, people not going mm -hmm. back to the office. I'm surprised. Now, I am back in the office after many years. I never left. <laughs> is it really is dead on a Monday and dead on a Friday. Say no yeah. more. People are not coming in. And that is just in, inevitably that is going to yeah. have an impact. Yeah, then try lining up for a coffee on Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> you can't get really one. Upset when my bus is full on those days, blow-ins as I call them. Um, but yeah, I think you make a good point. I'll be speaking with Vanessa Rader, who is commercial property tomorrow, and that's in the 1 p.m. Uh, we've got a number of really great guests lined up, including Jerry Harvey. Harvey. Yes. I think you'll be doing that yes, interview. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> Always interesting. <laughs> I think you'll have fun with it. I think you're the right person to do oh, really? that interview, Danny. Oh, yes, oh, I not, do. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> um, let's just take a look at where this market finished one yep. last time. Um, because, of course, the last of the day's trades have gone through the ASX. This is the SIBO Australia Index that we're looking at. Pretty yep. pretty solid finish. Absolutely. I have the ASX um, 200 up 40, 40 and a half points, 0.56%, as I said, above that magical 7,318. And the SIBO 200 up almost half a percent or six and a half points to 1399 and uh, we will take that on a Monday which was a probably pretty potentially quiet Monday. Yeah all right well it's been a pleasure joining you Absolutely. and you today. Uh, we hope you have a good evening and again we've sort of name dropped a few interviews that you might want to go online and check out osbiz.com.au if you're listening to us in podcast form otherwise uh, we'll be live Until from tomorrow. Exactly. See you then. Bye.